the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. We are all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always... Download podcasts on my website, ShalomKlein.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at ShalomKlein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you won't want to miss. It's a live show. You can dial in, 312-642-5600. We're powered by our good friends at Tandem HR. Check out their website, TandemHR.com, or give them a call, 630-928-0510. So first up on the program, I'm thrilled to be joined by the Vice President of Strategic Partners uh, of Strategic Partnerships at Matter. We're going to talk a little bit about Matter. Joe Risk joins me here on the program. Joe, welcome to Get Down to Business. Thanks so much, Elam. How are you doing, sir? I am great. It's great to have you, and uh, it's great to introduce Matter to our uh, to our, all of our listeners. Um, I am very familiar with Matter, having visited many, many times. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, so many people do not know about the fantastic innovation taking place there at the merchandise mart. Uh, Joe, let's start by, uh, by talking a little bit about, uh, your background and, and, uh, then we'll, uh, get a little bit into the background of, of the innovation at, uh, of, of healthcare. Thanks so much. And thanks again for, uh, giving us this platform to talk a little bit about matters. So to start out a little bit about my background, I've spent probably about the last 18 years, Working specifically in healthcare, uh, the early days uh, worked for Pfizer on uh, big brands like Viagra and Lipitor. Uh, Soonly thereafter, I jumped over to the startup side. So I joined a, a small integrated marketing firm as the seventh employee, uh, where we service healthcare companies, and we grew that company to about 150 employees. And in 2008, were acquired by a, an organization called Meredith Corporation, which is a publisher. Uh, from there, I moved to the, the Bay Area, started uh, another integrated marketing company, really to capitalize on uh, the connectivity and the Internet of Things and uh, wireless devices in healthcare. So uh, fortunate enough to win some work with organizations like AT&T and CBS to launch some of the first connected devices uh, to the consumer market as well as the B2B space. Uh, and then from there, I kind of met uh, Stephen Collins, the CEO of Matter, and uh, found an opportunity to collaborate uh, and Join the team uh, running strategic partnerships. That's awesome. Um, what a cool story. What uh, some cool background. And I know that you've been involved in starting up many of these companies, but now you're in a very fortunate position where you are helping many others get started as well, but specifically in healthcare. So uh, you mentioned uh, Stephen Collins and, and, and some of the uh, uh, is sort of what 
brought you in your background but now let's talk about matter so as we said uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people know where the merchandise mart is in downtown chicago but they don't know about all the cool stuff uh going on over there so uh tell uh, let's talk about the history of matter when uh, when did the incubator uh get started and what goes on there on a daily basis yeah great question so about three years ago uh, Stephen and, and a number of individuals from the Chicago area realized that there was a significant amount of healthcare assets in the Chicagoland area. If you think about the universities, uh, I believe uh, the University of Illinois is the largest medical school in the nation, or very close. Uh, you also have many of the associations uh, that are headquartered in the Chicagoland area, as well as pharmaceutical and biotech companies. So, when all of those assets kind of put together, we realized that healthcare uh, in Chicago was really something that we should really capitalize on. So 2015, they decided to uh, create Matter. And basically, you know, from there in the last three years, we've grown the, the incubator side to about 220 health tech startups, uh, stage agnostic. Uh, we're a nonprofit, meaning, you know, we kind of created kind of a net neutral, uh, unbiased platform uh, for innovation. Uh, but on the other side of the house, we also have about 80 corporate sponsors. So everything from those universities to the large pharmaceutical companies that are really coming together to help the startups uh, through investments, through projects, uh, but really to get a, a snapshot of innovation to see how they can advance their own business. So, uh, so you're helping companies, large- as, as we mentioned, as, as an incubator. But essentially, if I were to summarize uh, what matter is, I'd actually use the term community. Your community of healthcare uh, innovators. I believe uh, I believe that's the perfect definition uh, of matter. So let's talk about some of the profiles of some of the uh, companies and entrepreneurs that are housed at Matter. Uh, you're solving a lot of great problems, and there's no question that the Chicago and uh, and the global uh, healthcare scene will be better for it. Let's talk about some of those examples and some of those success stories. Yeah, most definitely. So it's it's really interesting. So we have everything from you know. Uh, students that just graduated with just uh, kind of the back of the napkin ideas that really need a platform to help really flesh out the ideas uh, all the way up to organizations that have raised hundreds of millions of dollars. So some of the most interesting uh, startups that I'm seeing right now are in and around kind of the machine learning space. So taking disparate pieces of data that we're never able to draw insights from and uh, using the best kind of machine uh, learning algorithms, create outputs uh, that allow us to do things differently. So um, if you think of a, a really good example, there's a, there's a company called Armark Bio uh, that's doing some really interesting things in that space. And they're having a lot of success with many of our clients. And I think some of the most successful uh, ways these organizations, these small startups work together, one of the, the things that this community brings together is the ability to co-create with these large organizations. Uh, so there's nothing like seeing these companies uh, like the R Mark, sit in the rooms with the large pharmaceutical and biotech organizations and, and whiteboard new solutions and come together to find a way to work together. Uh, so R Mark is a, a perfect example of, you know, the community and how the community has worked directly with them to kind of advance the business. That's awesome. And so you've mentioned that sort of the whiteboard um, uh, a term several times. And I think that that uh, that, that really uh, alludes to the uh, to the environment of of matter. Let's talk about the environment, and of course, uh, folks can. I'd encourage them in uh, just a moment. We're we're going to share uh, contact information so people can uh, schedule a time to perhaps tour and and see the space. I have, and it is incredible. So it's tough to do this by radio, but we're going to do our best. What does matter <laughs> look like, and what takes place there on a daily basis? Yeah, that's great. So, so we're located, as you mentioned earlier, in the merchandise mark on the 12th floor. We have about 27,000 square feet 
Uh, we have a full event space. So we have a kind of a con- convention room where we do daily programming. Uh, everything from large kind of global keynote speakers come into the space where we can house up to 200. So at any given day, you can walk into the space and, and see a very large health tech conference going on with large KOLs from kind of across the globe. Uh, and then we have several breakout rooms where you'll see kind of the entrepreneurs uh, as well as other entities working kind of collaboratively uh, on a day-to-day basis. So at any given time, you know, you see interactions that really have never been done before between payers, providers, uh, students, uh, all kind of in real time in this collaboration space, this open environment, uh, to really get down to the heart of the business and really really work on you know, solving these problems, these complex healthcare problems. So uh, from, from a very high level, it's a very exciting, innovative space, and I encourage anybody that uh, wants to come check it out to come check it out. We'd be happy to give you a, a tour. And you've mentioned this earlier um, in our conversation um, regarding sort of the, the sponsors and the, and the collaborators that came together to make this space possible. Uh, I, I've walked around and I've seen the uh, the simulation lab. Let's talk about some of the the sort of that the, those really interesting spots and, and that that are made available even to these young startups that probably would have never have have had access to the technology, to the space, to the mentors and thought leaders um, over there. Uh, who, who has sponsored the space and what kind of uh, what kind of resources are available? Yeah, great. So. Uh, to your point, the, the OSF observation room, uh, so OSF, obviously a well-known uh, uh, healthcare entity in Peoria, uh, has been generous enough to donate what we call an observation room. So it essentially looks like a hospital room, uh, and, and it has all the technology built in. So we do a lot of observe, observation room challenges, so kind of outsourcing cool ideas uh, in that space. So uh, you can use it anything from a video shoot uh, to show how your product works in that setting, uh, to essentially using it as a testing lab uh, with kind of the patients as well as some of the technology that you see in a hospital room uh, in real time to test your solutions. Uh, the AMA has sponsored an interactive room that looks very similar to a physician's office uh, where we can do the same types of simulations. Uh, so those are two great examples of some of the early sponsorships that we got and some of the kind of collaboration and unique spaces that we have for our entrepreneurs to test and work in. That's awesome, Joe. So once again, uh, chatting with Joe Risk, the uh, VP of Strategic Partnerships at Matter. Um, just a fantastic space, as I said, really making an impact in the uh, in the Chicago small business entrepreneurship innovation, healthcare scene. I uh, just cannot say enough great things, and I certainly encourage all of our listeners to get in touch and uh, find the time to tour and learn more. But Joe, in the meantime, we are out of time. I want to make sure our listeners can find you, find Matter online. What's the best way to learn more? Yeah, the best way to learn more is Matter, M-A-T-T-R dot health, H-E-A-L-T-H, Matter dot health. Matter.health. So I appreciate it. My pleasure, Joe. Looking forward to having you back on and profiling, profiling some of the success stories. Uh, once again, you're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We're going to be back in just a moment with my friend Barry Saltman. We're going to continue the conversation about business jobs and entrepreneurship. Listening to the show all about small business, you can always download podcasts on my website, shalomkline.com. Chicago, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm thrilled to be joined here in studio by Barry Saltzman, with Barry Saltzman. Um, Barry is one of these people that uh, I've been introduced to and uh, whose name comes up all the time in conversations in the Chicago business scene. And that means it's, uh, he's certainly a good, 
a great guest to have on this program, which, as I always say, is about business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. I'm surprised it's taken us this long to get you on the air and for us to meet in person, but uh, I'm glad we're doing it. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here, and it's a pleasure to finally meet you in person. Absolutely. So, uh, Barry, let's talk. uh, As you know, I like to get to know the person behind the microphone. Let's talk about you and your background, and then we'll talk a little bit more about what you do. Sure. So I've been in the professional world for 35 years, started my career in New York. I, have I can all, tell. Well, the accent's not going to go away. And I've always been in the technology sector. So in the first 20 years of my career, I, I worked for some great technology companies. And the one thing that I really seemed to enjoy the most was developing people and watching people do great jobs in their particular roles. So kind of sitting back, hiring these wonderful people and, and letting them excel in their careers. So I'm going to jump right into it. Um, do you think that there are good ideas and good companies that are out there that fail because their people are not leveraged properly? And likewise, do you find that there are perhaps not the best ideas, but because of good people, they advance further than they would be able to um, otherwise? The short answer is absolutely yes. Uh, the longer answer is if you're in the B2B services business, it is absolutely critical to have the right people in the right job, servicing their customers. And I have seen over many years, wonderful people working for the wrong companies, companies not producing great results. So let's talk uh, about the services that you provide. Um, you are a, uh, a top-notch consultant working with many, many companies. I know um, uh, of some of your success stories. So uh, let's get down to it um, over here. Uh, tell me a little bit about your company and uh, and the uh, services that, that you uh, can provide? Sure. So, so my company is Saltzman Enterprise Group, which is basically me. And what I do every day when I wake up, Shalom, is my goal is to help companies and individuals reach their full potential. So I'm spending a lot of my time working with people, trying to help develop people so that they can be more effective and productive in the workplace. And as a result of that focus, I've, I've been using some very sophisticated analytics tools around people. And these tools are helping us better understand people so we could put them in the right position to succeed in the marketplace. So describe a company that can benefit from your services and uh, even better than uh, describe it, tell us uh, again about uh, some of your success stories. Sure. So any company that has a minimum of two people is a perfect target. Um, By nature, people are dysfunctional. And if you put (laughs) multiple people in an environment together, then you get dysfunction times some order of magnitude. So typically when I get brought into a client, it could be we're trying to hire the right person, we're trying to promote the right person into a position, I'm a sales manager, I'm struggling with managing my rep, I'm a business owner and my leadership team is not getting along. So there's a variety of symptoms that I get called in on, but in every single case, I perform an in-depth assessment so that we can understand the professional DNA, so to speak, of that individual. So uh, your clients obviously have taken a major uh, step in identifying that, they, that there's a challenge there, that, they, that they've gotten their business to a certain point, but they will not be able to get it to the next level if they're not leveraging their people properly. So at what point in the business does that conversation, or shall I say revelation, usually take place? Depends on the maturity of that particular business owner and also their self-insight. So if I'm in a conversation with a business owner, it's, it's very typical for them to share with me some examples of how their organization could be significantly better if they had the right people 
or if they're existing people who are just working to, to better together as a team. So let's talk about the process. So once you're engaged, as you mentioned, you, you go through that in-depth assessment, likely interviewing a lot of the stakeholders, a lot of the people involved. And what does that ongoing working relationship look like? How do you uh, optimize that, that team? Yeah, great question. So everything begins with the actual assessment. And the assessment, it's, it's literally a five-minute exam, so to speak, on, on the Internet. A report will come out from the assessment. And typically the services that I will provide after the assessment is executive coaching, team building, could be a workshop, or many times I'm, I'm working with the folks that belong to the organization, helping them help their people. Would you say that you split your time equally between the executive coaching and the workshops and the, and the sort of coaching and the, and the, uh, and the team training, or is, is there a, a ratio to it? I would say 75% coaching for the executive and or the individual, and 25% would be workshops or the remediation for the team. And are there any specific uh, industries or companies that, that you think, A, typically have a need for, for, for what you do, and, and B, and perhaps it's the same answer, um, companies that you are actually working with? Yeah, so, so as I said earlier, it's really based on people. Mm -hmm. So anyone that's in the B2B services business is ideal. My individual expertise is really focused on technology, digital marketing, and professional services. That's where I am the most comfortable but I have done a lot of work in manufacturing and other, other types of industries other than the three that I'm, I'm best suited for. We're chatting with Barry Saltzman of Saltzman Enterprise, which, as he mentioned, is, is him. Um, and he, is, uh, he and his entire company are here in studio with us. Um, and we talked a little bit about your background earlier uh, in the program and, and sort of what led you to this point. And now you are able to provide that expertise, uh, having grown and having, having, having been involved in many uh, fantastic and, and large companies. Now you are uh, providing a very hands-on role uh, helping grow these these companies. But Barry, there's one thing that I've learned about you is that you are very involved and that you have that great reputation. I know that you sit on many uh, advisory boards. You're involved in community. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that and, and how that uh, both benefits your business and how it benefits the businesses that you work with. Tell, tell us where you're involved. Yeah, so many of my clients, I'm, I'm actively involved from an advisory perspective. I'm also on boards of larger companies. And really my philosophy at this point in my career is, is to give back as much as I can, try to help people. I've always been a believer if you do the right thing for folks, it'll come back to you in spades. And, I, and I've seen that time and time again. Just help people all the time, help them solve problems, listen to their needs. And many times the solution, it's not me. I might introduce someone to you because they might have a problem in an area that you're an expert. So just go out of your way to help people and sit back and enjoy what comes back at some point in the future. That's great. So uh, let's talk about the young entrepreneur that's out there. You mentioned that you mostly work with companies. Uh, any company that has more than two people, um, you can work with them. But let's talk, let, let, bear with me over here. Let's talk about a company that has one person. And they are starting to contemplate, I mean, there's, I don't want to underestimate the importance of a small business with just one person. Um, you and I certainly can can relate to many of those companies. We know how hard it is and how hard we work from the moment we wake up, often very early and uh, until the time we go to sleep, often very late at night um, working. So for a micro business, for an entrepreneur, and they're contemplating uh, making their first hire, what advice do you have for that entrepreneur that might be listening to our program this evening? Yeah, so, so many of my coaching clients are solopreneurs or whatever term we want to use for them and and. The value of the assessment for them 
is they might be great at being an engineer, but they're really not comfortable at being a salesperson or a business development person. So the goal of the assessment is to really give them some self-insight to themselves. What are their motivations? What are their behaviors? What I found is people, particularly solopreneurs, once they better understand themselves, they're able to more effectively go out in the marketplace and also hire people that are maybe not like them. Fascinating. And I know that um, over the past number of years, you, uh, you've, you've been in touch with me about um, identifying the key attributes of a great executive leader. There are several uh, things that, I, that, that resonated quite a bit with me, um, things like excellent decision-making skills. These are all things, that, uh, excellent decision-making skills, uh, being a never, never quits, never quitter, uh, leveraging experience, business acumen, and so on. These are things that uh, they don't teach you. These are things that, that come over time. And it doesn't mean that you're a jack of all trades. It doesn't mean that you know everything. It means that you know how to, uh, h- how to make good decisions. Let's talk uh, for a moment about that. And uh, we are quickly running out of time. And I want to make sure our listeners can get a hold of you. Yeah, so, so to, your, to your comment, I think mindfulness and having empathy and EQ is really critical for any business leader. So for people to be very self-aware, to listen to care to their, to their people, knowing that we're all going to be different is, is absolutely critical. Above decision-making skills, communication skills, hard work, all the things that you have to do. Great advice. Um, Barry, I look forward to having you back on the program real soon. Um, but for now, I want to make sure our listeners can get a, whole, get a hold of you, do that consultation, learn more about Saltzman Enterprises. How can people uh, get a hold of you? Yep, best way to reach me is email barry at saltzmaneg.com, S-A-L-T-Z-M-A-N-E-G.com. And just Google Barry Saltzman, and you'll find his LinkedIn profile. We're going to be back on Get Down to Business uh, after this headline and a quick break. You're listening to the show all about small business. Don't touch that dial, Chicago. We'll be returning in just a moment. Welcome back. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We're powered by Tandem HR. Check out their website, tandemhr.com. Um, so I'm thrilled to be joined by Eric Wright, uh, one of the co-authors of a fantastic new book that I was fortunate enough to uh, get a sneak peek at, Dogs Don't Bark at Parked Cars, Your GPS in an Era of Hyper Change. Eric Wright, welcome to the program. It's good to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So uh, the book, which of course will make sure uh, folks know how to uh, how to find. You really talk a lot about the new direction leadership that uh, that that folks need to take in order to effectively steer the uh, the challenging workforce. And we just had a, a bit of a conversation with my last guest. But uh, Eric, tell me what was the inspiration for this new book? Well, my partner and I have been writing business journals, publishing business journals for over 12 years. And in the course of that time, we have interviewed hundreds of CEO, small business entrepreneurs, scaling business entrepreneurs, uh, the full gamut, you know, from technology to hospitality. And we began to identify certain qualities that we saw in the ones that were successful in the long term, the ones that not only built successful scaling businesses, but the ones who continued to inspire employee engagement, employee innovation, employee uh, loyalty. 
and 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 it, it was almost like a checklist after a while that that we begin to look at as we interviewed individuals and then we sort of put this into our book dogs don't bark at park cars um in order to help people especially aspiring entrepreneurs to understand hey there there there's certain things that you're going to have to incorporate um into who you are as a person sure. uh that maybe you didn't learn when you were getting your MBA. So, Eric, I'm sure that you uh, you started to pick up themes, and I, I pick up these themes as I interview uh, CEOs on this program. You started to, to surely identify themes from all of your interviews with these individuals and successful entrepreneurs. Can you share one or two of them with our listeners of things that you've seen in, in highly effective CEOs and how they work with people? Sure. I would say I would say the first and foremost, and I know it's going to resonate with you and probably everybody in the audience, is you have to build a foundation of trust. Um, if people trust you, transactions move speedily. Once mistrust enters the equation, everything slows down, and therefore everything costs more money. Um, and so, so establishing trust as the the guiding principle in a business relationship is everything. Well, it it's got to be the guiding principle in every relationship. And it really I mean, doesn't matter it, what industry you're in. It's probably industry agnostic. It it, it it doesn't matter that that level of trust is critical, regardless of what type of company you have. Oh, exactly. Well, it's let's face it. It's true with your children. <laughs> it's true with your spouse. It's true with everybody. Um, if if you're trusted then, you know, a handshake is all that's necessary to move the deal along. If you're not trusted, then it's going to require all kinds of due diligence, all sort of, you know, experts are going to have to be brought into the equation. Time begins to mount up. Uh, expense begins to mount up, all of which can be avoided if there is trust. And so I would say that's one of the key ones. And what we recognize was that really trust is built on two things. It's built on competence and character. It's, you know, do I have the ability to deliver what I say I'm going to do? And, and do I have the kind of character that people can rely on? You know, let's face it, we've, we've met a lot of people that have, you know, wonderful character, but I don't necessarily want them doing brain surgery on me, you know? Of course. And then, and then, and then we've met people that are absolute whizzes, maybe in the market. But, you know, something inside of you says, you know, I, I just don't trust this guy. I don't trust this gal. And so when you have those two running together, almost like two rails of a train track, you know, you've got a combination that is always going to win. Well, I don't and want to give it, it all away because I want to make sure our listeners can uh, can find the book, um, which I know it's available okay. on, on Amazon. And you and your co-author... Um, uh, Jeff, so Jeff you, Purcell. Jeff Purcell, so, so uh, uh, you have written this fantastic book, Dogs Don't Bark at Parked Cars, Your GPS in an Era of Hyper Change. It's a fantastic read um, because you profile and you and, and these interviews with, uh, with these CEOs, as we said just a moment ago, identifying these themes and really talking about those core, competency, core competencies that are musts in building trust. And uh, you, you really touch also on how, how high-tech uh, must uh, and has to be countered with high touch. Lots of great themes in the book. So um, 
once again, we're chatting with uh, Eric Wright, co-author of the book. Uh, Eric, how can uh, people uh, learn more? I know you've written a lot with Jeff in the past. How can people learn more about you and your co-author and uh, purchase a copy of the book? Well, um, of course, you can get the book at Amazon.com. As you mentioned, you can go to DogsDon'tBark.com, and from there, you know, you can be guided to other materials that uh, we have put together. Um, and uh, Jeff has his site. We have a, a new site that we're launching called Ethical Capitalism, um, which really helps underscore many of the themes we talk about in the book. All right, awesome. Well, buy the book on Amazon. Check out the website, DogsDon'tBark.com. Thank you so much, Eric Wright, for joining us. We're going to be back with another author in just a moment. You're listening to Get Down to Business. We're powered by by Tandem HR. We'll be right back. So my next guest has over a decade of experience in human resource management, corporate social responsibility. Uh, Alessandra uh, Cavaluzzi uh, joins me now on Get Down to Business on a topic which I am extremely fascinated, extremely passionate about. Uh, she recently wrote a book, A Million Dollars in Change, How to Empower Your Employees, Attract Top Talent, and Make uh, the World a Better Place. What a great topic. Alessandra, thank you so much for joining me on Get Down to Business. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So uh, let's talk about your inspiration for the book. And then, of course, I want to make sure we get right down to it and share some advice for all of our entrepreneurs that might be tuning in tonight. So, Alessandra, it's a great topic. Um, How did you get this inspiration? So um, the reason why I really wrote the book was over the years um, and speaking to a lot of business professionals and also nonprofits, um, one of the things in, in my role, because I'm director of community relations at my company, um, I often go out and I speak on the topic of corporate social responsibility, and I discuss ways that companies can give back to the community. A lot of the times afterwards, people will come up to me and say, you know, I really love this idea, and I would love to engage my employees and being part of giving back to the community, but I just don't know where to start. And many times it's because they think that, Um, they don't have enough resources or a budget that's big enough in order to make a real difference. And so I heard this over and over, this theme, and it really inspired me to write the book because there are many, many ways that companies can give back and they can can engage their employees that really don't require a lot of money. And that's really where the title of the book came from, A Million Dollars in Change, um, because you don't need a million dollars in order to create impactful change. So in the book, you share share some of those ideas about how uh, even a small company can make a really large uh, impact. Um, so, uh, Alessandra, the, the 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 book you're, you you mention. Uh, let's take the title and let's break it down. You talk about how to how to engage your employees, attract top talent, and make the world a better place. Let's work backwards. How to make the world a better place? So, um, so a lot of us uh, get involved in charities because it's a good thing to do. Um, you you really touch on in this book how to do it and and inspire others and because it's a good thing to do and because it will actually be good for your company as well um are do you believe that that companies uh that that the companies without this inspiration uh don't uh don't don't have these programs in place uh, are are you uh in this to try to uh, share best practices and help companies uh, that might not have a CSR officer, somebody that's dedicated to this, to 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 uh, to, to share those ideas. 
Yes, absolutely. And really, you know, when I hear from my nonprofits, because I work with many over the years, one of the things that they'll say often is we just, we wish that we could just let companies know if there was a way to let them know that if we just want them to do something, if they all just did something, imagine the impact it would make in the world. And so this was kind of my personal way of giving back to the community and helping to get the word out to say, you know, there's, there's no wrong way to give. Uh, every effort is valuable, whether you're helping two people or 200, the impact is, is the same. So, you know, there, there is value in it, and that's really, yes, to your point, that's why I wrote the book, so that it inspires others, hopefully. Um, you know, it, I didn't have a CSR department at my company, uh, so it does, you don't need a full-blown CSR uh, program or, or department in order to get started. Uh, there are tips in the book that help you to start out. And it's a process over time. It's a journey. That's something that I think people um, should keep in mind. It's, you know, you don't flip a switch and you're doing a ton of different things overnight. You know, it's a process. It's a marathon, not a sprint, as we say. Um, but as long as you get started, because doing something beats doing nothing sure. any day. And that's really the message here. Sure. And it's not just about writing a check. And that's really important. So often exactly. uh, charity is, is, is thought of. Uh, only when I get to the point that we're really profitable can we write a really big check, and uh, and 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 that's when we'll have the impact. You say that the impact can begin at any stage, and you share those uh, those tips and and that advice to companies and CEOs of all levels in the book. The book I know is available on Amazon. Uh, it's called A uh, Million Dollars in Change. Um, it's a fantastic read, and I encourage all of our listeners um, to. Uh, to get it, it's available um, through uh, on a Kindle. Um, it's available uh, hardcover. Uh, lots of great ways to learn. Um, but Alessandra, I want to make sure that uh, folks can read a little bit more about your uh, your prolific speaker, uh, quite quite re- well regarded in the human resource field. Where uh, where else can folks find you online? They can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I have a definitely you can connect with me there. I'm also on. Uh, you can reach me through email at ascavaluzzi at gmail dot com. Um, and also on Twitter, you can connect with me there as well, and on Facebook. That's fantastic. Alessandra Cavaluzzi, the, uh, the author of A Million Dollars in Change, once again, how to engage your employees, attract top talent, and make the world a better place. Um, it was just published um, just very, very recently, and I encourage all of our listeners to, again, regardless of what stage your business is in, um, you can make a huge difference, and it does not begin with a check. Um, you, it starts. Uh, it starts with leadership. It starts with inspiring yep. your team. Um, so, uh, Alessandra, I hope to have you back on real soon. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, coming up after the break, we've got one more uh, uh, author and an expert for you. I'm going to be chatting with uh, Dr. Suzanne Deggs White. Um, we're going to talk about why vacation is good for you and good for your business. It's a great topic, very, very timely uh, as we move into uh, July 4th and as we move into the summer vacation season. Uh, We're squeezing in uh, one more conversation, one more bit of advice for you here on Get Down to Business. We're powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. Check out their website, tandemhr.com. And as always, get on my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you can download podcasts from all of my conversations today. Joe Risk from Matter, um, Barry Saltzman from Saltzman Enterprises, um, and our authors on the program here today. You download podcasts. We're going to be back in just a moment with Dr. Suzanne Deggs-White. 
We are the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And this summer, half of Americans won't be taking a vacation. That decision could do some serious damage to many people's health. Um, I'm thrilled to be joined by Dr. Suzanne Deggs-White, the chair of the Department of Counseling at Northern Illinois University. Um, Dr. Uh, Deggs-White, thank you so much for joining me on the program. Thank you for the opportunity, Shalom. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So uh, I, I love the topic. You, uh, you say that vacation is good for you and it's good for your business. Let's talk about your research and your findings. Um, <laughs> tell, tell me a little bit about, uh, about some of the uh, important uh, highlights. Well, I think the most important thing we need to know is that vacations are good for our health, our physical body, cardiovascular health, stress, aches, and pains, but it's also essential for our own mental health. With the ideas of telepressure where we're always on call, if we don't allow ourselves to check out sometimes, we're going to be checking out of the job and checking out of a lot of things because we're not going to feel capable of moving forward. I tell all of my clients that it's important to work hard but also play hard um, for, uh, for all the time that you spend uh, in the office and, and those late nights. You've got to make sure um, that you can also relax and, and unwind as well. So you have some uh, very interesting uh, bits in, of information um, you say that uh, people who don't take a vacation for five or more years are more likely to suffer a heart attack. That is scary. That is that is some interesting research that was done. Um, it's a Framingham, Framingham Heart Health study, and it turns out that women and men both, if they don't take vacations, they are just adding to that stress, and our bodies are never given that chance to reset. You know your computer at night, it's always good to kind of restart your computer. You've sure. got to clean all the cash out, do all these things. Well, if we're always on call and always on the job, we don't give our chan- a chance to our bodies to do that rebooting that's so essential to our health and welfare. So that was a little bit of a, uh, of a negative um, sort of uh, uh, lesson over there. Let's, let's focus on the positive. Um, one, of the, uh, one of the highlights of, of, this, of this study is also that for every 10 hours of vacation time taken, your, um, one's in productivity improves by 8%. That's good yeah. news for companies. Yeah, this is great news. And also, when we, when we get time away from our job and we feel good about the place we work, we're going to be a lot more loyal, we're going to be a lot more responsible, and we're going to do a better job, and we're going to stay longer at that company. We have loyalty to the places that treat us well. And so when you have employers who do mandate that their uh, employees go ahead and take their vacation days, not just let it pile up or get wiped out, those employees are going to improve the bottom line for the business. Absolutely. So uh, this is a great, uh, a great reminder, a great lesson, um, both for CEOs and those hardworking entrepreneurs, um, not only for themselves, but frankly, also in creating a culture and an environment and maybe even the, uh, the policies um, for their workforce. If you want to have a productive workforce, a workforce that actually delivers. And as you mentioned, um, uh, Dr. Dex White, also in being in, in being loyal and staying within the company and, and not jumping around from job to job, uh, offer that vacation time and actually encourage your staff uh, to take advantage of it. So uh, this that headline, I believe it was from uh, CNBC, that half of Americans won't take a vacation this summer, it really has nothing to do with the financial situation. And actually, uh, why do you think that people are, are making that conscious decision, that conscious choice? 
Well, a lot of times it, it's driven by fear. The, the, we talk about the fear of missing out, and that's a very real thing. If you feel that if you're out of the job, if you're out of the office, and someone else might get that good assignment, or if your boss might think, oh, they're slacking, they're not, you know, they're not here at work, they should be working 24-7, then that fear of not being thought capable or not feeling dedicated to your job, so we, we make the decision to work longer hours, give up vacation, it's thinking it's going to make us look better, but what it's really going to do is we, our, our productivity is going to suffer, and we might be looking for another job because we don't want to stay somewhere where we don't have the freedom to cut, take advantage of the benefits that are given because it's over 500 million vacation days were left it's on the that, table last that pressure year. and stress. So uh, what a fascinating study. Um, I know folks can learn more by going um, to the uh, university's website, niu.edu. And, uh, Dr. Dagswhite, thank you so much for joining me on the air. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. Take that vacation. Happy 4th of July. We'll talk to you next week. We've got a great lineup of guests. We'll be back. Thanks for joining us. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.